Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. We are in our In Between the Seasons season that we have entitled Dear Younger Me. And so for the next few, every other weeks, we'll be releasing podcasts talking about things that we wish we knew when we were younger, that we've learned as we've gotten older, that have helped us in life, wisdom, life lessons, maturity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Brooklyn and I are here again today. And today we're going to talk about just some general life wisdom. And I would say it's mostly scriptural wisdom. Yeah, definitely. Things, Things that we've learned about the world that Um, we've recognized God's view on those things is just so different than what society teaches us. Yes, definitely. So to start, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about success. Mm. So how would you define success now versus when you were younger? Mm -hmm. Probably depends on what part of my life we're talking about. But if we go back to high school or even college, success Mm -hmm. for me was very much being involved in a lot of activities, um, excelling in all of them, Mm -hmm. and and striving for grades, um, you know. I wanted A's and everything. In fact, I was just thinking when I was in college, there were a couple of classes at the college I went to that were just notorious for these are hard classes. They were gen eds. Everyone had to take and everyone on campus knew like you don't get an A in that Mm -hmm. class. Like it's just not possible. And so my mindset was I will get an A. (laughs) Yeah. I will get an A. I will prove you wrong, (laughs) which isn't really maybe healthy. I mean, that's a little bit of my competitive nature coming out, um, but also just that drive for success Mm -hmm. and um, needing to maybe prove myself. Yeah, was it proving yourself to others or was it? um, I think some of it was proving myself to others. I know definitely growing up in a pastor's household, whether it was real or perceived, I did always feel the need to strive for perfection, Mm -hmm. um, and do really well at everything I did. I felt like people were always watching me. Everybody knew who I was. The high school I went to, my mom taught there. Um, so everybody knew who I was. So I think there was definite and again, not on the fault of anybody, but just a pressure. Yeah. Like expectation you put on yourself, right. That I felt to, to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I would say that success for me was found in achievement. Yeah. And I know, I mean, you see some of that still today. Like I do have a perfectionistic tendency, maybe not in the way I keep my desk, but in the things that I'm doing that I'm getting graded or evaluated on, right. If it's a project, if it's something I'm doing, I'm going to 
work really mm-hmm. hard on it. Um, what would you say for you when you were younger? What was your definition of success? Mine was similar. Like you said, it, t- it changed in mm-hmm. different parts mm-hmm. of my life. Um, I do one thing you didn't say, which kind of, but mm-hmm. being liked was one mm-hmm. that I felt like I needed to do. Absolutely. Partly because I was taught that was right. Like Mm -hmm. you put on a front and you make sure that you are well received. Right. Right. (laughs) So, oh yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that I still struggle Mm -hmm. with today. If I feel like somebody doesn't like me, well then I'm going to try and win you over. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of an unhealthy thing, but definitely, yes, a measure of success that Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women If others say you are successful, then you are successful. Right. Right. And I think in our society today, that would extend then into social media. For I think sure. that's where we see so much of that. People and it's post hard things. Because you can literally compare numbers at that point. Oh, like, right. Oh, they got this success. many likes. They yeah. got this many comments. Yeah. I only got that many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's hard. For sure. For sure. So as we're maturing, which obviously all of us are hopefully maturing through our whole lives and it's always going to be just a continual process. Where would you say you're starting to land on? This is what true success is. This is maybe where the flaw in how I used to think. Well, I know I sent you a podcast. Um, I don't even remember who it was because it was probably one or two years ago, Mm -hmm. but she talked about how different points in her life, Mm -hmm. God would call her to things where other things were maybe not as much of a priority. Mm -hmm. She talked about how women in general, we say we have priorities, but really everything is equal. Mm -hmm. So our kids, our job, our husbands, everything, we want Mm -hmm. to do great at everything. So really we're not prioritizing. But she said um, that she was in school. And so Mm -hmm. she had to be okay with her house not being mm-hmm. a priority and it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Or there was seasons when God called her, no, you need to parent right now. Your mm-hmm. kids really need you. So she had to be okay with not reading maybe everything the professor mm-hmm. had um, mm-hmm. assigned her and get a B and be okay with that. Right. And so success really isn't grade based or um, is your house clean based or <laughs> measurable. Right. right. It, for me, it really is. Um, walking in God's will, which what is he takes calling you to right now? Time every day because mm-hmm. it changes, like right, right, different parts. So, right. so success is faithfulness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, I think it's good for us to have goals, mm-hmm. but we also need to remember that so many of the things we strive for or seek to achieve on Earth are earthly things right. and they're going to fade. And so success needs our, our measure of success needs to change to, is this have eternal worth? That's where true success lies. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, you know, some of what she was doing was gaining wisdom, which was going to benefit right. her ministry. Some of what she was doing was parenting, which is going to benefit the upbringing of these yeah, the children. next generation. Yeah. Right. So, so what is truly of worth is what we're doing for the kingdom and what mm-hmm. God calls us to do. And I think loving others is always going to be where our greatest success lies. Was I successful today? Did I love others well? So for me, that's looking then at things like, and this is sometimes hard, but did I make somebody's day? Like, was I kind Mm -hmm. to that cashier? Is she going to remember the exchange with me? Or was I just another customer walking through that line that day? You know, yesterday I had to call all these medical billing people. And as I did, I thought, man, they probably deal with so many grumpy people. Yeah. 
all the time, just chewing them out. And it's not their fault. They didn't make the bill, the right. charges, whatever. And it's just that I have the choice and the chance right now to be kind to someone and to really impact them, whether they know I'm a Christian or not. Of course, I do that because of my relationship with Christ. So to me, it's really more success is really a measurement of did I love well? Was I Jesus today? Yeah. I sent you a, something on Instagram. Um, gosh, I do not remember anything of what I like where it came from. So I'm really sorry. I'm not accrediting anyone, but it talked. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's Martha and Mary. Yeah. But what did it said? Um, you can't have. What did it? Do you remember what it said? You can't have Jesus like Mary intimacy. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are Martha in the kitchen, right? You're working, right? Working, working. If you're too busy and too focused on the achievement, mm-hmm. you're not going to have that intimacy. And the intimacy is success, right? Exactly. But our society doesn't say that. So no. Yeah, yeah. That's a okay. That's a big one. Let's okay. talk about <laughs> let's talk about beauty because I think so similarly our mm-hmm. society has a misconstrued view of beauty. Well, like I said, like putting on that front, um, mm-hmm. making people like you or admire you or Mm -hmm. yeah, things like that, Mm -hmm. wearing what everyone is wearing. Right. Right. So it can be completely external, um, material Uh things. It can be, um, working out so that we have the body that's Mm -hmm. recognized. It can be makeup, jewelry, hair, like spending tons of money on our hair to make sure it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that our world says, is beautiful and it's all outward. And that then extends in, again, social media to our homes, our posts, everything has to be beautiful and lovely Mm -hmm. and perfect all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as, as we're growing, what are we, what are you learning about, about beauty? And I'm speaking to, if you do not know Brooklyn, a very beautiful, outwardly beautiful person, right? So someone looks at you and they're thinking, gosh, she's so pretty. Um, But what, (laughs) what is your view of beauty become? Well, I've definitely been in the cycle of the world and Mm -hmm. thought you had to have certain things or do certain things to be beautiful. I've taught fitness classes and Mm -hmm. I was definitely in a cycle then of you have to work out for a certain body type. I remember going to the gym and being like, I'm working this today because I want that to be bigger or Mm. I want my abs to be more defined. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned that you will never, ever have (laughs) what you are looking for Mm. because it changes as you get those abs. You're like, Oh, but I need more defined abs or I need this or this. Mm -hmm. And it's just never ending cycle, which we know about what the world says. It will never Right. ever fill us. Right. It will always be fleeting. Right. So, and that is the hard thing yeah. is the fleetingness of, of that is that then what happens when you get sick and you can't right. work out and oh, then yes. suddenly your body type changes uh-huh. and then it's like devastating because you've focused so hard on this external oh, beauty. I remember I did that. I had a surgery and I remember being depressed, not so much over my body, but it was like losing the progress that I had made. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and I went back to work out before I was released and I tore in like my internal Mm. sutures and then I had internal bleeding and it was terrible. Mm. So there's a physical (laughs) repercussion of that. Yeah. yeah. But like, um, yeah, I just learned that it is fleeting and that true beauty. Yeah. True beauty. Not. Is not external. No. No. And we see that all through the Bible, you know, in first Samuel often quoted verse. And this is when, um, you know, Samuel's looking to uh, anoint the next King of Israel and he's come to find David and David's the youngest scrawniest brother. And he's looking at all of his older, fitter, taller brothers. And of course, Samuel's like, well, certainly this is the next King. And God says, no, well, certainly this is the next mm-hmm. King. And God says, no, you know, and It says, the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Talking about the older brother. The Lord doesn't make decisions the way you do. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at a person's thoughts and intentions. You know, and then the New Testament, women are admonished to not worry about their hair and their jewelry and that Mm -hmm. outward beauty, but to cultivate that inner spirit of beauty. And that's something that I've talked to my girls about Mm -hmm. quite a lot. They are beautiful, beautiful girls. And I said, that's great that you're beautiful, but being kind is so much more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Be a kind girl. Don't worry about the pretty girl because... Quite frankly, number one, that is fleeting and we all get old and we all like it's all it's going to leave us all someday. We're all going to start sagging and wrinkling and losing hair and turning gray and all of that. And our world says fight, fight, fight with that. But that truly isn't what is important. What is important is inner beauty. And think about like, who would you rather be around a mean, pretty girl or a kind girl that's just very plain and normal. I'd rather right. be around the kind girl. 100%. Yeah. That's why you hang out with me. Right. No. <laughs> I did not catch that. I was reading what I was wanting to say. Be quiet, Karen. You are beautiful. I'm kidding. Um, okay. Yeah. But I think, yeah, kindness. Kindness is beauty. Yeah. So I always try to tell Quinn, who's my daughter, she's mm-hmm. five. Um, she's just starting to notice differences mm-hmm. in appearances. She doesn't really care because mm-hmm. we don't talk about it that often, but mm-hmm. she'll, she'll notice like if someone is heavier or if and she just says it. I know we've talked about yeah, yeah. how embarrassing that can be. But um, I always try to say when she's looking in the mirror when I'm doing her hair, like, you're beautiful mm-hmm. because you're kind, because mm-hmm. you're generous, because mm-hmm. you are thoughtful mm-hmm. um, and those things and really try to speak right. those into her. And she's right. not always kind and not always generous, but just speaking into who I know she can be, too, right. I right. think is important. That's so good as a mom. Um, I was told that beauty um makes your life easier and that I was very Mm. lucky because I was pretty (laughs) when I was younger and it made it seem like oh you have to be beautiful right um so in growing I have learned that is not true yeah and that doesn't that it just sets us up for a striving another type of striving on the days that I don't feel beautiful I'm like great nothing right you know today's gonna be hard yeah (laughs) it's so silly but those thoughts can really get stuck in Mm -hmm. um your intentions and how you do things Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. dangerous and we'll just mention this is a very quick aside but numbers on the scale same thing do not define us and that's not where beauty lies either right 
So, yeah. All right. What else? What else have we learned about sin? I, we mentioned this in this last series, just talking about sin. And I told you I've been thinking and studying a lot about this. We won't spend a lot of time here, but um, just, you know, what is sin and where is the line? And I think when we're younger um, and maybe even spiritually younger, mm-hmm. the focus is always on what can I do? What can't I do? Mm-hmm. What's right? What's wrong? Where's the line? Um, yeah. We're so focused on where's that line? How close and can then, I get to that and line? And then how close? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How close can I walk to that line? And so for me, what I've been learning mm-hmm. um, and really recently just digging into this is that um, really the line is how close can I get to God? That's, that's the line that I need to be looking at. And, um, so just getting as far away from that sin line, because when we again, talk to the analogy that we discussed in this Ephesians study, we just did sin is anytime we miss the mark. And it's not just those great big things that we label Mm -hmm. as moral failure sins. It's anytime we miss the mark, we are sinning. We're not doing what's God's best for us. And so um, Ephesians 5 10 says, try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness and said, rebuke and expose them. It's shameful even to talk about them. But just that focus on what does God want me to do? That's where our focus should be. Our focus should be on what is good, not on what is bad. Right. Yeah. Like fix our eyes on what does God want me to do? That's a far more fulfilling way to live our lives. And than how close to this sin line yes, can I get without yes. having a mark against me? Yeah. And yeah, and this will transition right into our next topic here. But you know, the book of James tells us that friendship with the world is hatred of God. And so anytime we're skirting that line and trying to say, how close to sin can I come? We're just getting in bed with the devil. Like it's friendship with the world and that Mm -hmm. is making us enemies of God. So our focus should be on how can I be a friend of God? How can I follow him more closely? Always. Yeah, I agree with you. So yeah, that does bring us into um, our next point was that the world's fun is not true fun Mm. or the world's what the world says is pleasurable is not true. Um, such a hard, (laughs) a hard pill. It is. It's hard. Um, for me sometimes to tell others like Mm -hmm. what you're doing is not that fun. And it's because they, it's hard to see Mm -hmm. when you're in the Mm -hmm. midst of it and when that's what you know. Right. Well, and it looks like fun. And it's advertised and as fun. sometimes it <laughs> feels fun, yeah. but it's so unfulfilling what oh, the yeah. world tells it's us. It's a high. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and it might be an actual mm-hmm. high right. or it might right. be an endorphin rush or whatever, mm-hmm. which could be working out even mm-hmm. um, for the wrong reasons. Working out is not bad. We're not saying that. But mm-hmm. when you have it misplaced, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. But the world, um, taints everything and it just, it teaches us this, this way of pleasure, this way of fun. But again, that's not God's best for us. And, uh, John 10, 10, one of my favorite verses, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill Mm -hmm. and destroy, but I, Jesus has come to give you life and give you life to the fullest life of abundance. And so we always have to remember that what the world is telling us about fun, about pleasure, about lifestyle is intended to steal, kill and destroy. And he can't, 
he wouldn't be like, come do this. This is going to suck life out of you. He's not going to say that. He's going to be manipulative about it. Right, right. So it feels and seems good, but it is destructive ultimately. And so then the, the alternate is God's way of living is always for our good, is always for our best. Like Jesus talks about, this is the abundant life. Like it's so much more fulfilling, yeah. so much more pleasurable You're in not a always chasing sense. the next high. Yes, yes. It's lasting. Yes. Yes. Um, I think it is hard and it's hard to step away from mm-hmm. if that's the life that you've been living. It's hard because sometimes it means walking away from friendships mm-hmm. or walking away from activities that we've done with certain friends and they don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, so that's, it, it is a hard thing. I'm not going to pretend that it's not, but it is just true fun. It's true enjoyment and peace mm-hmm. and things that are lasting. Definitely. Yeah. Let's talk about life. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we have we time. We haven't done that yet. <laughs> we'll go fast. Um, life is traumatic. Yes. And uh, PTSD, trauma, mm-hmm. triggers, mm-hmm. these are all buzzwords right mm-hmm. now in our society, and I will not get on my soapbox right now about all of them. Um, but... I think we can take it as our identity when it's not our identity. Right. Um, and overuse it. Right. Absolutely. And uh, let's just be quite honest. Everyone has trauma. Mm-hmm. Everyone is broken. Right. And we need to stop acting like mine is so bad and I'm so much worse and I can't get beyond this because the truth is if I am a child of God, I have access to healing Mm -hmm. and I am not going to belittle. Like there are people who have true PTSD, but PTSD right now is a buzzword Mm -hmm. and every trauma we have does not leave us with PTSD. (laughs) Um, Every difficulty we experience in this life does not lead to PTSD. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to do the work and find healing. Well, actually, just every time you have to do the work and Absolutely. find healing. Absolutely. Um, even if it is true and it's hard. Sure. sure. You just always, we are, like you said, set apart and children mm-hmm. of God. We have access to healing, mm-hmm. but we have to claim it. Mm-hmm. We have to um, live into it. Yeah. And seek it. Right. Which looks like, looks different for mm-hmm. everyone. There was a mm-hmm. time that I was going through something hard. And honestly, I talk about it as counseling with God. And I did Mm -hmm. that every morning and that Mm -hmm. actually, it brought me healing. But, um, currently I'm actually going to counseling every other week right now, Mm -hmm. but, and that is bringing me healing. Um, right. So there's different ways. Absolutely. Prayer, sometimes a godly friendship and Mm -hmm. talking and processing and seeking that wisdom. We talked about mentorship a few Mm -hmm. podcasts ago. Sometimes it's that kind of a relationship, reading our Bibles. Yeah, for Um, sure. It should always, I think, go back to the word. Absolutely. Healing is always found Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It should. Yes. Yes. Seek seeking God. Yeah. You know, I go through a broken engagement. That was a traumatic yeah. experience in my life. But in that season, what did I do? I chased after God. I poured into God. I literally just spent days and days and hours in my Bible and reading books and praying. And that's we have to. 
we have to chase after the healing and we have to claim the healing that God can bring in our lives. Yeah. I think one thing that I've learned as I've grown older is that when I am in a hard situation or mm-hmm. even a traumatizing situation mm-hmm. or whatever, um, it doesn't mean that I'm far from God. Um, mm-hmm. I think I used to think, oh, I'm being punished or mm-hmm. I did something wrong. And so I deserve this. And right. sometimes I did. And sometimes I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that didn't mean that God was far from me or um, right. That was, right. that's, I still yeah. have to remind myself of yeah. that. Well, this world comes with brokenness, mm-hmm. but if we can change our view of brokenness from looking at the broken to looking at the ability that we have in those moments to draw from God. I mean, scripture tells us, right. When we're weak, he is strong, mm-hmm. tells us that we're supposed to draw near to God. All of these things, it, we're supposed to ask for healing when we can instead look at that as an opportunity Right. to draw close to God, like this, uh, this situation, this season stinks, mm-hmm. but when we can reframe it in the light of, I have the opportunity right now to live in the Lord's strength, to draw close to God, to receive his healing, mm-hmm. to watch him redeem this brokenness. Mm-hmm. That's always where I'm at when I have those broken situations. What is God going to do with this in the long run? How will he redeem this? Because he will, if we let him. And I always ask, how is he drawing me closer to him in yeah. this? Like I went through um, a couple miscarriages this year and they sucked and I hated mm-hmm. them, but um bringing that brokenness to God and, and really changing my mindset from the loss to Mm -hmm. how is God drawing me closer? Um, because I mean, loss is not permanent. This world is not our home. Right. Right. Um, really changed how I healed from it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about all of this, we want to wrap up. I, I think to me, the overarching theme and the thing that I have learned through all of it is, is what this podcast is really about. It's Mm -hmm. always about looking above. We in all of this have the choice to look at circumstances, to look at the world's view of success, which is looking at the world or to look at God's view Mm -hmm. of success, which is looking at God and living more like him. We have the choice to look at the world's beauty or to look at God and cultivate beauty that comes from him within. We have the chance to look at the trauma and stay stuck in that brokenness or the chance to look above it and say, God, how are you going to use this? And how Mm -hmm. are you going to refine me? Like all of these things have that same theme, it's always look above. Mm -hmm. It's always look at him. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Yes. So, well, thank you for joining us again. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And what are we talking about next? Do you remember? Um, we are talking about before I came became a wife. Ooh, <laughs> things we wish we knew before we became a wife. That could be a fun one. All right. Well, we will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, keep looking, looking above. above.